1: It's much easier when you find the right microphone. Good morning, everybody. Raider Nation Radio. It's the morning tailgate here on this Funk Tuesday. Finally. Sue, 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 Sue. Here on a Funk Tuesday. It's Heidi Fang, right? In Heidi Fang. Vinny Bonsignor. Clay Baker with you on a Funk Tuesday. So much to talk about today. And we'll get into the Indomocon Sue sweepstakes to the party of one. We will talk about what he said (laughs) yesterday on NFL Live, and we'll also talk to our good friend Jason Fitz from ESPN, Raider Nation's Grammy winner. He joins us at 8 o'clock. We'll also talk to Marcus Johnson at 9 o'clock from Tape, Don't Lie, and SB Nation. As we will get into also the Raiders AFC South opponents in this show as well. 69187 is the Salmonash text line. You can reach us here. On Twitter at RNR 920 am And on the phones, our listener line, the Realty One Group listener line, 702-365-9200. Here in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada, we broadcast from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studios. Good morning, everybody. How's it going?
0: Good. You guys ever been in a class where you uh, pass notes to try to uh, get the attention of the girl of your interest or... In your case, the guy uh, Heidi of your interest, oh yeah, well, trying well. to like trying to use a um, a middle person uh, to get the message to that person. Like, hey, oh you no, want I to, never used a middle person. Oh out? no,
1: but well that's a... what
0: that's what Dominic and Sue is doing right.
1: Now. <laughs> well, maybe I try to make sure I fold that that yeah, note perfectly so exactly. they know it's me, and then when they get it, they know that <laughs> this is a hand delivered option.
2: I never hand delivered. I was more of a blunt tosser. Just oh, like, you threw it? Yeah. Hey!
0: Yeah. Crack him on top <laughs> of the <my> head. <laughs> I fold
1: yeah, it like you. a ninja star? Yeah, you. I
0: think you're cute. <laughs> yeah. One way or I another. I you. <laughs> One way or another. i always been
2: a little forward. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Damon and Sue's being very forward right now.
1: Oh, well, he's... He's doing his very best. I mean, this is great when uh, what a day we live in where where you could be a free agent and then go on a national uh, football show on ESPN and just kind of like service your wares. Just kind of like offer it out like uh, like you're a roadside, uh, you know, um, you know, retailer or something where you just open up a bunch of like drawers and like, all right, here it is. I'm open for whatever price and. You know, I don't know about on,
0: whatever price.
1: When you're on a, well, whatever anyone can afford is what it is, because at this stage of yeah. the game, very few teams have yes. the kind
0: of money that he's probably looking for. Right. That's that's the point that I he's, I think he's got to come down at this point. I mean, there's no doubt. And not conspicuous that he's doing this after minicamp, after OTAs, which a veteran of, of, of his stature probably wanted nothing to do with, so uh, he waited until all that cleared out before he started saying, hey, I'm still... Here I'm still available, and by the way, the Raiders would be a fun situation to be uh, part of.
2: And when you heard like yesterday, Mina Kimes and, and Damjan Su speaking with each other, and you see like she's talking about the cap space being there about twenty million or so. That's that's close to accurate, right? Yeah, I mean, it's but, a little little less, little more.
0: But just to clear up, that doesn't mean the Raiders have twenty million dollars. No,
2: to cash. give him. And, no, and
0: I think everyone's kind of assuming that they do. They might not even have 10 million to give them. I mean, it's all what is in the budget. What's the what is the budget? Which that's always a nebulous type of a type of an ordeal. Um, and and so we don't know what the budget is right, right now. We know we do know they're spending a lot of cash uh, among the, the the highest cash paid teams in the NFL going into this season. So. How much money do they actually have uh, to devote to him? And are they even interested? I, I'm a little bit dubious on that part of it.
2: Exactly. That was going to be what I was going to say is just that, you know, you don't know, even if there is that amount of cap, that you don't know what they're going to be able to commit right. to him, who else they might need to take care of, you know, coming forward, if they're going to fill up another position through camp, if they say like, oh, maybe we're going to go this route with someone that is available now, and this is going to help our secondary. You know, you don't you don't know right now where their direction is, what they're thinking. So there's going to be a lot of, I, I think, precedent put, I think, on other positions as opposed to going a 35-year-old who's better of a three technique that may or may not fit well into this game depending right. on how you're looking at sub-defenses packages, right?
0: Right, and as as recently as Friday, I checked in on this, and and at least my sense is, talking to who I talk to, it's, it's unlikely. Now things can change because if his number comes way down... You know, um, to a point where the Raiders are like, "Well, it 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 it, it makes a lot of sense at that number yeah. to bring him in and see what uh, see what he could do." I, to my knowledge, or at least the last time he played in the three four was with the Rams. Um, you know, uh, he oh, played, boy. here he, we go. He played defensive end. <laughs> Michael Brockers played the other defensive end, and and um, uh, obviously Aaron Donald played defensive tackle. Where would he fit here with with the Raiders? He's not playing defensive end. That is going to be he's, you know, you you figure Max Crosby is at one defensive end. I guess he could play the other defensive end, or is he the nose tackle? You know, Um, and 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 nose tackle
2: just doesn't seem right.
0: And that's yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, So you know, that's the position he kind of played last year, or, or. I think he played defensive tackle last year with the uh, with the Buccaneers and he didn't have a very yeah. good year either. That's the other part. He did he had 6 sacks, but everything else was yeah. career lows.
2: Yeah, pedestrian for him. Yeah. <laughs> but what does he bring to the locker room? That's something that I thought about like is he somebody that can elevate the locker room? Yeah. Uh, or is he somebody I think that, he's guy that can show that field. he's a a pro? Yeah. And give others that type of experience and somebody to watch in those terms of how good can he be on the field and how much might that elevate those around him. So, yeah. whether it's a locker room presence and yeah. Yeah, okay, mm. yeah because yeah. he's an alpha. How I many you you got to have the, you can't put all the alphas in one room.
0: You have got Chandler Jones <laughs> and, and Max Crosby. Those are your leaders on the defensive line. He's got to
1: be the right fit.
0: Yeah, if he was to come in here, it would definitely be in just Sort of, you know, um, he would have to understand that those are the guys on this team, especially Max. He's the uh, he is the leader of that defensive line, um, and and he would have to understand that. Which I'm sure I'm sure he. I don't even know if he has any interest really in being an alpha leader type guy. You know, at this stage yeah. of his career too.
2: Yeah. So uh, I think it for all intensive purposes it just doesn't seem to me like it's a good fit right i think it's great to have somebody like him presence wise on the field because what he brings to opposing defenses even if you know he turns 36 in the coming season i'm not exactly sure when his birthday is but you know he's 35 now i know he's up that there. so mm-hmm. if you think of it in those terms like how much more juice does he have left in him and even if he doesn't have all that juice, can he still make other offenses think twice about trying to throw over the top against him? Or, you know, if he's going to mm-hmm. come up and get you uh, pushed through the middle, if you just see him there snarling.
1: Well, a good snarl
2: to, can do a lot of things to a person.
1: It's a snarl. It's the intimidation <laughs> factor. I think right. living on your past is one thing. But if you decide not to double team him, what would happen?
2: Okay. Then you have the wings of the condor. <laughs> <Yes>.
0: <laughs> Last year, uh, overall grade of 49.4 by pro football focus, run defense 50.2, pass rush 54.2. Those were really, you know, his, 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 his worst years by far uh, in the NFL. So what, what player are you even getting?
2: Yeah.
1: Yesterday, Ndamukong Su uh, appeared on NFL Live, and uh, right away he was immediately letting everybody know his services are out there, even though he started off saying nothing to see here.
3: I'm gonna not have any breaking news today. Uh, I'm just here to enjoy myself and obviously with two great people and you, too um, Excited really just to understand where I could potentially be uh, looks like the Bucks are out of the picture, but Ooh. excited to look at all the other options but you okay.
1: I mean, There's nothing. I have no breaking news, but I'm not going back to Tampa
0: <laughs> Yeah, and I think that that was pretty clear, you know, they put their money to to, to another player. So
1: Hey, this is just just a classic Sue trying to take advantage of this moment. This is a commercial for him. Yeah. This is the, you know, in NFL Live is just playing right into it. Keyshawn's laughing the whole time this goes down. And then they do like the split screen with Adam Schefter and Mina Kimes. And so Mina throws out another team that might be of interest. And he kind of, uh, he thinks about it, but then he gives you what his true meaning is about landing at this spot. In Los Angeles.
4: Can, can we pitch, can we pitch Dominican on some teams? Because I want to throw one out. You know, the, yeah, the Bucks were got? the super team of the West. How about the Chargers, Ndamukong? I don't have the cap in Ooh. front of me, but you know that's a team that has not got an interior <laughs> pass rush, has struggled to stop the run, Get to play between bosa and khalil Mack. i feel like that's a ooh. super bowl contender what do you think
3: yeah bosa and khalil Mack is a beautiful picture uh, i would love to have either one of those guys on side of me if not both of them uh they've struggled interiorly without question without having me bang for a long time yeah the only problem there though uh, and this is my financial side those taxes in california uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> now very, now the truth comes out <laughs> told you guys this dude is shrewd when it comes to his
0: money and he does not I mean, there's a there's a there's a line in the sand for him, and he doesn't deviate from that.
2: Yeah, and that's something that it's funny because you think about it, and like a lot of the players even say that when they say it's part of the appeal of Las Vegas, oh, yeah. so they, and they actually do say that. And you know, hey, if you're gonna come in and maybe try to get one last paycheck in the NFL before you call it a day of the career, you know, <laughs> why not do it in a place where you can? Collect, <laughs> so to speak. It's
1: so blatant on how he was like, you know, just letting you know this is all about money. And I'm gonna go to a place that I'm gonna maximize that as best as possible. I, I think at the same time, I don't know if he's still chasing a ring, because he was certainly chasing one when he went to Tampa, but and in LA. Uh but I think he wants now, you know, something a little more. Yeah, I don't think he's done totally playing. But for now, you leave a door open for what's going to happen and where he wants to go next because it's getting late in the year, long in the tooth. Mita Kimes continues to throw out, all right, what about this team?
4: I'm going to throw out another team. This is my new bit. Dumkin, how about the Raiders? Twenty million dollars in cap space right Vegas. now. Rebuilt offense to compete no in the AFC West. You love no that taxes. tax situation. <laughs> an interior defensive line to me jumps out as a real need on this team because, of course, you got Max Crosby and Chandler Jones on the outside. What do you think?
3: I like it. Uh, to be honest with you, Chandler Jones and Max Crosby. Uh, I was exchanging messages with him the other day. Oh. Uh, it's Ooh. it's an Uh-oh. interesting opportunity for sure. We'll see where it kind of ends up, but. It could be that NFC West is. Try- I mean, the AFC West is very, very yeah. tough, which should be fun. You get out of that, you're almost destined to get to the Super Bowl.
2: You know, the funny thing.
3: Is- okay, so,
1: trading texts, <laughs> trading texts, and kind of saying, "Well, we'll see where this is going." Almost like in a present text where you know we have a conversation going right now, currently. Between the two parties, I. E. Sue and Raiders. I.e.,
0: can you go knock on Dave Ziegler's door and put a good word in for me?
1: <laughs> well, that's yeah. basically
0: what he's trying to tell. That's
1: all this is about.
0: Yeah, and 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 I, look at I'm all for it. It, it from from Sue's perspective. What do you say? He's 35 years old. Mm-hmm. There's no need for him to. He's he's got money in the bank. He he again, you know, when you get to that point. Uh, he, I don't think he's chasing. I mean, yeah, he's chasing rings without without question. At this stage, you want to go someplace to win. Uh, the money, I don't think he's going to deviate much from where he feels his value is, and he doesn't need to. Again, this is a physical sport. This is a committed sport. This is you got to you got to put your body and trick your your mind into doing things that your body sometimes doesn't want to do, especially at that age. For him to just step back on the field, I don't think he's going to step back on the field for anything less than what he thinks he deserves. And I, I'm all for that.
2: And the other part to think about is with the sub defense packages. And we were talking yesterday about a four man front. Well, you can have a four, two, five, four, three. You'll also be a three, four. And like it, I think for a guy that's kind of aging and even though he's had 164 straight starts and over, you know, 590 tackles in his career, all of those numbers that exist in the world for him, it's. I think if you're going to go into a system like this with Patrick Graham and be able to... Um get a little bit of a breather here and there, if you're not necessarily in the base package, then it may be that is kind of of appeal to him too, where he can still be able to play and make an impact here or there, depending on what the play situation is and not have to worry so much about being an every down guy.
0: And that comes from the Raiders perspective. Then that comes down, really comes down to money. What are you paying for somebody that's a part-time guy Mm -hmm. or a a Mm -hmm. situational type player? Mm -hmm. And
1: at this stage, um, you know, the Raiders have money to spend in a way. But for Ndamukong Su, his career, he has never signed this late in the season. He's always signed in that March uh, golden window where there's plenty of money to be had. So at this point, I think even he knows that it's not going to be a major windfall. But, you know, last year, his one-year deal with the Bucks, it was a million dollars in incentives tied to playing time and team... Qualifiers and success. Right. Mm-hmm. So he had uh, $200,000 for each postseason victory, for example. So there's other incentives that you could throw oh, at yeah. this other than just giving him a chunk of money. And I think at this point, he understands that because nobody gets and dictates that kind of money late in June.
0: Right. Uh, no doubt about it. Like you said, the money's not there uh, across the board. Um, you know, it's been spent, it's already been spent. Uh, teams have uh, allocated mo- uh, the majority of their budget. Uh, To the players that are presently on the team, so we're at kind of an impasse. Um, I think the you know to whatever extent um, the Raiders' interest would be in in a Sue, and and again, to me, that's a little bit dubious at this point. But whatever the extent is, uh, it would have to line up with um, how much they value that interest. What does that value uh, in their eyes mean financially? And that has to line up with what Sue wants. And and so I think it's more the ball is more on his court if he really wants to be here. Um, then he's probably going to have to make some uh, serious adjustments on on whatever price he's asking.
2: Dubious meaning not to be relied upon, suspect. Yeah. I looked it up. Yeah. Full of doobies, and, and that's the, <laughs> and, <laughs> and, that's what I thought it meant. And, and that's the information that <laughs> I've been getting now for
0: more over a month. <laughs> Doubting, uh, you know, on on, on this. So uh, so uh, take it as you will on, on that. But it's 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 been it's been classified as unlikely. Uh, but. Again, if if the player comes down on, on his demands, unlikely it could change.
1: If he comes down on his demands, what do you guys think out there? It's 702-365-9200. We're not sure what the number is, but it sounds like he's open to it. And if you're open to it and no one else is calling, all right, then it's it's you're no longer in control. It's what the market will bear. 702 365 9200. It's the dubious honor of the market to bear on the Realty One Group listener line. We'll get your thoughts as well on the other side. It's Vinny, Heidi, and Clay on Radio Nation Radio
4: million Ooh. dollars in cap space right Vegas. now. Rebuilt office to compete okay. in the AFC West. You love no that tax taxes. situation. An interior defensive line to me jumps out as a real need on this team because of course you got Max Crosby and Chandler Jones on the outside. What do you think?
3: I like it uh, to be honest with you. Chandler Jones and Max Crosby. Uh, I was exchanging messages with him the other day. Oh. Uh, it's, it's an interesting opportunity for sure. We'll see where it kind of ends up but it could be that NFC West is true. I mean, the AFC West is very, very yeah. tough, which would be fun. You get out of that, you're almost destined to get to the Super Bowl.
1: That was Ndamukong Su on NFL Live yesterday here on Raider Nation Radio. It's the morning, Tailgate. Vinny, Heidi, and Clay here with you on a Funk Tuesday. Jason Fitz will join us at 8 o'clock from ESPN. We'll get his thoughts on this, but we want to hear from you as well. At 702-365-9200, the Realty One Group listener line, Heidi, Vinny, and Clay. And we'll go out to Southern Illinois to Passionate Raider, who's been waving the Sioux flag for months now since the NFL draft. And uh, what did you think about that commercial yesterday he put on NFL Live? Man.
5: Uh, good morning, Heidi and Clay. All good morning. I could think about, all I could think about when I seen that and I tuned in, I could think about Clay with a big smile on his face. And I just could think about Dominic so and Sioux in silver and black in the middle. In the middle of that defense with who we have, like he said, he's gotten calls. These guys know. I I haven't been a big fan of Jonathan Hankins. I mean, he's there, but really, he's there, but he's not. You never really hear him doing anything. He's never in the backfield a lot. He's just, I guess his best ability is, uh, how do you say it, Clay? Availability. Availability, that's about it, but he's not like – Something that someone fears—it's going to need a double team. That's going to leave maybe a Max or a Chandler one-on-one on on the outside. We got to have a big dog in the middle, man. And and, and Sue is—he just has that mentality, man. And I—I yeah, he's done his things. He's done his things, and every dirty every player does their things on the field. No one's innocent. But he just screams silver and black, man. Get that man signed up, Ziggler. Today, (laughs) reach out. Let's get it done. Because you know it, the nation knows it, that man needs to be in the middle of that defense. Let's go, guys. Have a great day. Van Come on!
1: You know, it's, uh, he brought up Hankins. And if you look at uh, some of the guys on the offensive line that you feel like are going to be solid contributors, Bilal Nichols, Jonathan Hankins, perhaps mm-hmm. even Vernon Butler.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, Farrell.
2: Yeah, I'm interested to see how he plays in. You've been seeing that. You've been seeing that, and like with the first teams, like during the OTAs and stuff. So that's been intriguing to see. Mm -hmm. Um, But
1: does that seem like a championship lineup right there, though? You know, is that a a championship defensive line?
2: I think
0: when you add Chandler Jones and Max Crosby to it, it looks pretty darn good.
2: Right, and I think they'll still be able to get that push. Um, I haven't really done my deep dive yet on studying everything Bilal Nichols did in, you know, the past season. I've read the numbers, but like he seems to be efficient at the position. Yeah. And he seems to know already a little bit about what Patrick Graham is about what, you know, the defense is about. He's got that background there. So that I think is going to be helpful for him. Um uh, I still like when uh we have passionate talking there, I was looking at some numbers from Sue for, over the last three years and the compilation is Still pretty decent, you know. Um, and we were talking off air about what kind of money he might command on a contract. And if you think, uh, you know, they're projecting on spot track around seven million or so could that be feasible for the Raiders to attain?
0: That's the question that we don't know. And a couple of things are going to have to change if this thing turns in the right direction uh, for what obviously it sounds like Sue wants to be here um, or this is a, a, a possibility for him. Uh, I think the Raiders' interest is going to have to increase because right now, uh, based on you know the information that I've gotten, it's it's not quite there. And that could be um, a money situation. It could be, well, you know, we're not interested at the number that he's asking. Mm-hmm. Or it could be... We don't feel he's a fit, um, you know, uh, schematically or or in a lot, whatever, um, you know, uh, that 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 he's not a fit. Um, I haven't been able to, you know, lock that down necessarily. But if it is a money situation, then it's going to be on him to come again, come down on the uh, on, on on the demands. And there's creative ways uh, to be able to do that and and to uh, facilitate a, a deal. But um, and things do change. But I'm talking about as as recently as Friday, it was classified as unlikely to me.
2: Yeah. Twenty twenty one, nine million dollars yeah. he made. That's that's a lot.
0: It's a one point
2: five million dollars
1: salary, but all those incentives yeah. were crazy. Uh, well, the they're really bonuses: a restructure yeah. bonus of three point five million and a signing bonus of five million dollars. Um, he's got to know that this isn't March twenty sixth. You know, mm. we're, we're we're talking like you know June twenty first. There's no money that can go in like, and even though SpotTrack is is often spot on on their numbers and their estimations. He knows that whatever deal he's got to get has got to be, you know, incentive laden at this point. But is he worth the risk? Seven zero two three six five ninety two hundred, and also six nine one eight seven is the Salmon Ash text line. This is what I feel. I like the guys that are there, especially Bilal and Hankins. But you know, behind them, this is a you know, you you got to look at depth because injuries are going to happen, and you've got to be careful of what if happens. And if you start getting some attrition on this defensive line. You're looking at the guys that have been in minicamp already. Behind Bilal, you have Tyler Lancaster, who's had six starts over two years. Kendall Vickers had 19 snaps last year. Behind Hankins at nose tackle, you're relying on a rookie, Neil Farrell Jr. or Andrew Billings, who had um, you know, was waived by Cleveland in the middle of the year last year. And behind Vernon Butler is rookie Matthew Butler and Kyle Pico, who had uh, three starts since 2016. So... The depth is thin, the experience is thin, and if you're going to rely on rookies on this defensive line as well as guys who have been around the league and mostly on practice squads, I, I raise an eyebrow at
0: that. I think you need a little more. Yeah. Um, is it Sue? That's the question. Um uh but but I I agree with you. I think that defense will, and here's the thing, <clears throat> we don't know what they're gonna get from Neil Farrell, um and uh, and Butler, Matthew Butler too. Yeah,
2: I'm intrigued to see those guys. Yeah, I, I think yeah. there's
0: I you know, when, when um we've had a couple people on here uh who have talked about their conversations uh with coach O – um about how he raved about Neil Farrell. And I'll tell you one thing, uh, Coach O knows two things, defense and defensive line. That is his forte. So if he's talking up Neil Farrell, I take credence in that. I I, I listen when Coach O is talking about, you know, hey, this dude's a stud. And remember we talked about him, how he had had opted not to play in 2020 because of the uh, COVID-19, but then came back later in the year and wasn't nearly the player that he had been because he wasn't in shape, didn't have a training camp. There was a whole bunch of dynamics that worked against him uh, in that regard, and then played really well in 2021. Uh, but that lost year in 2020 kind of hurt his draft status. Um, he recouped a little bit of it in, in 2021 and, you know, ended up uh, being drafted in the fourth round. But this is a guy that I think his his needle is pointed up, and I think the Raiders have some high hopes for him.
2: Yeah, uh, I think so as well. And when you look over, like, what they did in the offseason and the draft, defensive tackle, defensive tackle, defensive tackle. Right. Um, so... As much as I like the idea of bringing a guy like Ndamukong Su to this team because of what we were talking about and opening things up and really getting a push and allowing the DNs to really get uh, get in and, and do what they do best. Like, I've been watching a lot of Max Condor <laughs> things because of my <laughs> recent interview. But you, know, you go and, and think about that and the presence that he'd bring to the field and how much he commands other um, offenses to really look at him when he's on the field, it's pretty remarkable. I don't know if a Matthew Butler or if a Neil Farrell would command that, but at the same time, will they become serviceable enough? Because I think that's something that you want from this team right now as a, a head coach and as a GM that you've put investments into these guys already in the D-tackle spot that you think can either grow into that position or are going to be stalwarts at that position. So that's where I see they've put a lot of attention into during the off season. And I think they might want to see if their own gambles pay off.
0: Exactly. And when you look at Bill well, Farrell, six, four, 330 pounds, this, when you talk about space eaters, he, that's a space he, boy, eater right there. He's got that body type yeah. that they
1: really went after in yeah. that off season of, uh, you got to be over 300 pounds. You got to be six, six, four, somewhere around that. Um, but, um oh, man, he still is a fourth-rounder. So it makes me wonder, like, well, what else did not anybody else see in that? Because um, I, we, we're asking a lot about a fourth-rounder, aren't we?
2: Right. I asked a friend of mine at, at a – religiously follows lsu and everything that lsu has to put is on the there table. any other way to follow LSU? Like, i was like oh, no yeah they're die hard down there and so i said what do you know about neil farrell <laughs> and he just said comes to work shows up plays hard that's pretty much it. it was like three words you know three boom 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 so i mean that's you know you know and it's not that he's talking from from fanboy perspective i think that he really you know Like you said, there's no other way to watch LSU except for serious. (laughs) So when you you hear things like that, you think, okay, well, he's doing his job, right? He was
0: the uh, defensive line. He got voted the uh, MVP of the defensive line of that senior ball. And trust me when I say that's no small little thing. There's been some great players. Aaron Donald, um, you know, uh, the offensive lineman. There's been some great players that have gone through that that game and won some pretty prestigious awards at that game. And and again, uh, Jim Nagy uh, brought this up. That's voted on by your other, but by, by the players that are blocking you, that are player, the players that are going head to head with you on a daily basis. Um, to me, his best football is ahead of him, and I really think that the Raiders want to see what they have in in, in him and Matthew Butler, but specifically Neil Farrell.
1: Here is one from the text line six nine one eight seven the Salmon Ash text line. Uh, what about Darius Philon? He is still out there on the market. Um, from the 909, that's an interesting thought. I think he's getting a, a couple uh, visits out there in free agency, but you know what? This is somebody that, you know, has plenty of experience and has worked with Max uh, Crosby last year. And you know what? Uh, we, we saw some great stuff out of Darius Filon. Now, the extent of his injury and see how that's going to work out is I mean, when will he be able to return? He might be okay by now, but you know what? This is somebody that is, uh, you know, a, a a guy that was relied upon last year and did very well.
0: Yeah, um, I just I just get this feeling that the Raiders um, are content with going into at least training camp with what they have. You know, they they went out and got Bell. They went out and uh, re-signed Jonathan Hankins. They brought in Andrew Billings. Uh, they they brought in uh, uh, Butler, both Butlers, and drafted uh, a couple of defensive tackles. Obviously, they have Chandler Jones and Max Crosby. Uh, They still have Clee Farrell, who um, you know we'll see what kind of role he can create for himself. I just think they they like what where this group is and the potential of some of the younger players of this group, and they're going to let this uh, play out. Now, again, if 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 Sue decides. Hey, I'll come at your number um, if if the Raiders are even interested at that level. But if he does, then then maybe it's worth you know bringing him in here and and uh, and and seeing what you could get out of out of him at 35 years old.
1: Phylon you know, took a pretty uh, decent number last year for the Raiders when signing the Prove It deal. Uh, I think he could have gotten uh, another deal had he not been injured by the end of the season. Much like how Solomon Thomas and Quentin Jefferson were able to move on and find yeah. other contracts. Phylon, uh, for him it. Uh, but this then again, it's like, you know, last year's guys, like that. your depth pieces, had plenty of starts and lots of experience in a before different they system came to the Raiders. Though. In a different system. In, and and, they, were, different. and they, would be, they would be asked to do something different this year around, for sure, on right. that defensive line. But be that as it may, Phylon isn't too far away from that body type that they're looking right. for and he would be considerably less expensive. He'd be yeah. a more affordable. Yeah.
0: Right, right. And which Kevin. lead again, which lead, doesn't lead, it kind of lead you to believe that they're okay with what they have. If they're not if they're not showing any interest really in, in Darius and bringing him back um, which like you said that would be a lot cheaper than than Sue. If they're not interested in doing that, does it lead you to believe that they're pretty okay with what they have right now?
2: Yeah. And remember, too, with Phylon, that he is coming off of an injury. He's mm-hmm. had to do a lot of rehab. So, um, though he keeps saying things like, you know, uh, let's, uh-oh, recent tweet from Chandler Jones. Sorry, just popping in with Twitter real quick. <laughs> I, I know that sounded very ADD of me, but you see here, uh, Dhamma Sue tweeted, like we talked about, Raiders could be fun and quote retweeting right. Adam Schefter. Well, Chandler Jones tops that quote retweet with, stop playing with my emotions, Smokey. Uh-oh
0: friday see, reference these are these are strong. this is this is it's, it's it's interesting because they're trying to drum up support yeah obviously. can
2: social media between the players between max between texts between chandler jones putting out this tweet can that bring it and um, pff has been uh, in domica las vegas everyone's talking to it up i don't know if that will force the brass to really look again at the the picture maybe painting that picture bringing him in
0: I think there's one I, I there's more than one person but, but but there's one key person to to sway here and I think that's the general manager I think he's got you know it's they've made it very clear that he's got final say on 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 the roster and the personnel decisions and obviously there's a collaborative effort to work their way to final decisions but he's got the final decision and and you know, is he is he uh, interested in in in, in and Sue? Uh, and if he's not, and if they're not, then no matter what Chandler Jones or all these other guys are saying, it's gonna it's gonna fall on, on deaf ears. But what I keep coming back to, it could also be, hey Sue, come down on your on your on your demand, and uh, our interest might be a little bit more piqued.
1: Well, it's a it's really like a, a a crowd of one. That's that's there's nobody else lining up for the sweepstakes. It's just one person, one team. It comes down to this and nobody else. So, for Sue to be on Twitter today at six in the morning, as you brought up, like, you know, right. re- reply or retweeting what Adam Schefter said <laughs> on NFL. Like, he retweets, he says, Raiders could be fun. And then uh, a little bit later, he replies to somebody who uh, replied to him saying, Hey, the Raiders could use a better run defense. And he replies back to that. He says, Well, let's see if there's room in the budget. Yeah.
2: Okay. So like, to what Vinny said on right. that as well, you know, was a different defense last year. And the cover three part of what created, uh, you know, in, inside of it, like you said, Gus Bradley wasn't going after stopping the run. There was a run funnel. It was right. like tackle, make the tackle, but it would contain. It wasn't right. like push forward, you know. Yeah. So it was a lot of that. And, and, you know, I think that this defense now will be a lot different than that approach
0: yeah um uh, different defensive coordinator different scheme different emphasis as as, you know q during our show yesterday uh uh, texted us there is a more there is more of an emphasis on on stopping the run how does uh, sue fit in in that regard if you look at the numbers at least pff last year he was down uh, on the run defense now that doesn't mean he hasn't been a good run defender throughout his career and as recently as 2020 uh, but he is coming. That's the other part of it. He's coming off a year that wasn't one of his better years by by any stretch of the imagination. And I'm sure that's changed um, how teams are looking at him and especially how teams are valuing him financially.
1: From uh, the text line 69187 and on Twitter at rnr 920 AM, El Paso Raider checking in. Good to hear from you, El Paso. He says, Sue, old school traditional Raider. Watch him smack up the L.A. powder boy and Casey Kermit all day. Put a (laughs) pen in his hand yesterday. Max, Jones, Sue. That's an AFC West quarterback's good night. Thank you, El Paso Raider. Very nicely done. Um, Why why do you feel that that Sue is sometimes still living on his reputation from old? Or is it somebody that uh, are, are we generally and objectively looking at all right, what kind of like immediate dividends does he come in and play? And does he take a starting role? I mean, if you go and bring him in, like it's kind of like a little, you know, kind of late in the game to, to go and thrust him into a training camp and like force him as an issue to be a starter. Um, I don't know. I don't
2: I know think if he's that,
0: looking to be a starter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, At
2: least sixty-five-ish percent of the snaps. I right. would expect that's he last series about sixty-eight, seventy percent of the snaps. So I think a little less, maybe.
1: He's going to have to come on on and off the field a lot with yeah. all these multiple looks that sure. they're going to throw on defense. Is he ready for that? Because it's not going to be one where you're supplanted as you know you're always going to be here during this time.
0: Who who whose job does he take? Like what what position is he? Are, are he, is he going to be the nose tackle? Um, is he going to be the defensive tackle um which would like if if we're looking at what that defensive line is going to look like um Chandler Jones is an outside linebacker Max Crosby as a defensive end Bilal Nichols as the defensive tackle and um uh Jonathan Hankins as the uh, as the nose tackle so okay. it's either going to be Hankins or Nichols um who he starts over is and exactly and that's that's what it basically yep. boils down to um so you know, I don't, I don't know. It's it's it, again, are is the Raiders are, are are the Raiders not interested necessarily because of the money or because of the talent or the age or or the fit? Um, that's the question that uh, that we don't necessarily know. But if it is a money situation, then that's on Sue. Uh, he could probably be here if he really wants to be here. If it, if it is coming down to a money factor.
1: All right, let's take a break. We'll come back on the other side. Here on Raider Nation Radio, Jason Fitz will join us at 8 o'clock. But yesterday, uh, Heidi released an interview she had with Brian Baldinger. And when we talk about origin stories from Superman to Batman, uh, the Joker, nothing beats the Max Crosby condor pre- origin story. We'll tell you what that means coming up next.
6: Condors are a predator. Max Crosby is a predator. He preys on quarterbacks. The the Predator will take the assist on the play. Raiders show four-man rush, play action. Herbert's hit by Max Crosby and brought down, sacked at the 20-yard line. Mad Max, the first to get there, coming from that defensive end spot. Second and 10. Bridgewater wants to test him again, has time, and he's hit in the pocket and crushed. Brought down at the 25-yard line turning the somersault. Mad Max Crosby rips into Bridgewater. Give that young man another sack. That's what predators do. They get to quarterbacks. They get to their prey. It's like he's got his own force field. Nobody can get around it. They can't get through it. When you're the predator, when you're a predator, you get to your prey. You get to quarterbacks. You sit on them. You make them hurt.
1: Tower of power on a funk tuesday with brian baldinger and the condor max crosby raiders radio network and uh we're back around the morning tailgate jason fitz will join us in just a few minutes you had a chance to sit down with brian baldinger (laughs) baldy from the nfl was somebody we really enjoyed each and every week because we would play his condor highlights he would always seem to like you know on on monday and tuesday during the nfl season he would be like i gotta go and i gotta i gotta follow max again and show you what he did and uh it's fun because he's got that great nickname, the Condor, and, and Baldy has like a uh, – it seems like he's truly invested in Max's uh, career because those two are one in the same. They love the action.
2: I would say more than invested. Yeah. I would say he doubled down. He's got part of it in an IRA account, part of it in a <laughs> Money Market CD, whatever all that stuff is called, yeah. and the other parts in a savings. It's all diversified <laughs> bonds, Max. But anyway, uh, it, so Clay, we had him on here in the morning tailgate a couple weeks back, guys, and we – Failed, Clay. You and I failed. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had, for many uh, moons, talked about, I wonder how he came up with the name The Condor. What, where did that come from? Why is he The Condor? And we never even asked him when he was on the morning tailgate. So I had to go back, and I you know, tracked him down again, got him uh, for my podcast, and I finally found out the origin story.
6: Well, actually, it happened early, Heidi. Um, you know, he... J- it was maybe his third game in 2019 they were playing the Colts in Indianapolis and I just saw this effort you know and this yeah. reach of this kid that you know stripped the ball on a you know was some kind of a play screen pass whatever it was and uh, and it, it, you know I, I immediately kind of fell in love with him uh it started with his effort but then just the way he shaped and built and how long he was and uh and he, he looked like a predator to me. He, he looked like a natural predator. That's what condors are, and um, <laughs> it it just stuck for me. He loved it. Um, he adopted it, it's kind of part of who he is right now. And you know he's it's kind of hard to find a game where he didn't show up and make some kind of impact. I mean he's just rare. All he's done is get better. You mentioned his practice habits. I don't. I, I talked to teammates of his. You can't play at the level that he plays at without practicing at those levels. And so I don't care if it's a walkthrough. I don't care if it's Friday afternoon. Mm-hmm. There's only one speed that Max knows. And, you know, I think he's going to be the condor for out throughout his career, you know, for as long as it is. It's never going to change for me. Um, I don't want him to have another nickname. I want him to stick with the Condor.
1: Oh, I love it. The Condor from Brian Baldinger. You can check that up online at uh, VegasNation.com and Heidi's Podcast. All right, so that game, it wasn't like it was a magical game for Crosby in 2019 against the Colts, but he did have a quarterback uh, hurry. Uh, He had a couple pressures. He had a couple combined tackles. Um, you know it, it it's a good game I mean it really was it was it was one in which though you're wondering like what are we going to see in the future of Max Crosby and uh it's funny that baldy felt way back then that he saw something that was very special in a player that was really going to really bloom later on
0: and therein lies your your interest uh, that he has in him and the investment that he made in him early on and and you know whether you're a fan a, a media analyst a coach uh, when you show belief in somebody and say hey that's somebody I'm going to keep an eye on because that guy I think has something special Mm-hmm. And for it to come to fruition, you know, that's that's a little bit of a pat on, on Baldinger's back, back. He saw something that maybe not a lot of people saw initially, uh, and it's proven to be absolutely true.
2: Yeah, I love that he says that he finds certain guys from... Other teams sometimes it's brought upon because I asked like how do, how do you start your focus on you know what you look at on your film and what makes the cut for Baldy's breakdowns and he is saying that sometimes it's as simple as uh, he told a story about Patrick Mahomes coming over and saying look at my right guard and so he started looking at all the tape and film and the game of his right guard and now he's got he's um, all over the right guard what, are you serious <laughs> so that's great yeah so there's different uh, uh, awesome. circumstances that he say Come up, you know, whether it's if he's watching film and someone just stands out, or if it's another player that says, You got to keep an eye on this guy, you know, and that's how um, he basically said it comes out up with these for the breakdowns. I'm not the
0: biggest wrestling fan, but when I look at Max Crosby, I always think of Randy Orton. My my, my son was a big wrestling fan when during his kind of heyday. Oh, cool. Okay, and when yeah. you look at the body type, um, the, the longer arms, the length. Um, lengthy I mean I think Randy orton's what six foot five uh, which is kind of where, where where max is um and the way they move their athletic it's ability kind of nice. reminds me of 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 him Randy orton and, and Max Crosby are, are a little bit similar and the thing that Brian brought up uh, Heidi that I think is and we see this on a daily basis you don't play that way unless you practice that way yeah. and Max Crosby I know that sometimes people will get they may roll their eyes when we tweet this out but you know but but when we overly tweeted out but he jumps out at you at Mm -hmm. practice there's Mm -hmm. no way that you cannot see max crosby or appreciate max crosby when you're watching him at practice it is full effort every single rep
2: that's yeah facts there's no other way to put that you know um i think he's always kind of separated himself and not like he's yeah, you know, out on another side. like He's separated himself from the pack. In you can see that. Yeah. And um, that's why I think Chandler Jones is so intriguing to me now, because I want to see if his motor is as high as Max's. Even, you know, he's a little bit up there longer in the tooth. But I think if you have two guys operating at the same motor, what does that do for everybody else? How does that bring everybody else maybe up a notch, maybe not to the same level, but up a notch that you're producing more because you see that level put out and you're like, how do I get there or match that or at least be a better version of myself? Without
0: question. We all have ceilings. yeah. And obviously, Max Crosby's ceiling is probably different than somebody else's ceiling. Mm -hmm. But as long as he can help everybody get to their ceiling, then the whole thing is going uh, really well.
1: All right, we're off and running Vinny, Heidi, and Clay on the morning tailgate. One hour down, two to go. We join Jason Fitz from ESPN. He comes up next here on Raider Nation Radio. We'll talk about Sue. We'll talk about the Condor. And we'll talk about the AFC South because he lives in Nashville. And the Titans are the week three opponent. We'll cover AFC South throughout this show here on Raider Nation Radio.
0: Hey, guys. It's your boy Vinny B from Raider Nation Radio in the huddle. Guys, I've been talking for months now about TAT, an affordable quality CBD cigarette. Well, good news. All TAT products are now available at all Speedy Marts across Las Vegas. That's right. TAT products, all of them, are now available at all Speedy Marts across Las Vegas.